0: Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. LZ Granderson, how are you this Friday afternoon? You know, I'm
1: doing all right, my man. I'm doing all right. You know, I've been busy writing and, you know, doing my little TV stuff about this incredible week we've had and exchanging text messages with people, including Doc Rivers. And, um, you know, I'm in a good space. I thought that... You know what the players, what the athletes really all across all those sports did and what they were able to show with their strength and unity is is amazing. And I'm so happy that
0: you and I and all the listeners were able to witness this together because this is historic, man. It is. It is absolutely historic, and there's no question about it. And uh, there is uh, more to come as the games will get back. Uh, Some of the sports obviously have gone back today, and the NBA – who had, you know, was the impetus to all of this, will begin and resume their games tomorrow, including the Lakers game right here at 6 o'clock, uh, tipping off at 6 o'clock on this very station, and our coverage will begin 90 minutes before tip-off, so make sure you are set for that. Uh, but yes, I, I think it is a day uh, to reflect um, and to look forward to some stuff too and to celebrate, as Chris mentioned in the open. I, I don't think there's any question about that um so LZ, what I a gorgeous
1: open by the way
0: yeah it was chris did a really nice job there for have sure have we
1: have we ever had scully and king in the same open
0: i don't believe so and i <laughs> thought that was
1: impressive I, to work
0: them both in yeah and speaking yeah. of your of your columns my father-in-law complimented your most recent column to me this uh this afternoon he uh he, he sent me a message to let me know that he enjoyed it uh um, am i
1: am i cuban now am i part cuban i mean
0: he my father-in-law he uh he is american so uh you, you i mean yeah, I mean, I you, I'll make you Cuban. I can dub you that if you'd like, but you know, I don't. Oh, think he Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. wow! I didn't realize you had that authority. So, what's taken so long? We've been friends for years. And you're I mean, a, oh, you, you never are? asked. All right, all
0: right.
1: I do, I do have a Latino um, <clears throat> alter ego.
0: I know, I know you, but you did tell. You, the only thing we've talked about about Cubans is that you once dated one, is what you told me. Yeah, all I needed was one.
1: Yeah. And i got
0: it it's not easy i got it small not sample
1: easy. size but i think i got an understanding
0: it's not easy is all i'm
1: saying it's not it's not easy not easy I, I, not even not... not even Juan carlos granderson can handle
0: it yeah i am <laughs> that, that I, is my ego Juan I, carlos granderson I, I am not always a day at the park i can tell you that and my people are the same uh but anyway um <laughs> so good things have come out of this week <laughs> And one of those things is the NBA players and owners forming a coalition, LZ. And out of that coalition and out of the conversations that the players have had with the owners and the players' leadership has had with the owners and the league is that NBA arenas uh, will be used as voting centers. And I know there's still a few that need to work out their issues with their local municipalities uh, I, I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sure on Staples center at the moment, but I did see that Steve Ballmer, uh, has already put out and the Clippers have put out that the forum, because they own that facility will yep. be used as a voting center. Uh, so there will be more of that. And my guess is this will get done and there is more public pressure on these municipalities and the local leadership in these 30 cities. Uh, well, yeah. You know, to make this all happen, I mean they're not all in in the same I guess twenty eight cities, but uh, you get the drift in different parts of the city. these arenas are in different parts, uh, yep. so it is thirty different facilities, but um, I think that that's a great place to start, right I, absolutely, you know, and i I don't want to spend too
1: much time talking about what I write for the l a Times, but I will say that this was something I was pushing for in the middle of the summer, George, that you had. What was obvious was a sweeping, aggressive voter suppression sort of initiative that was happening. Whether it was co- you know, coordinated or not, who knows? But I also knew that we had a whole bunch of stadiums that were sitting there empty. And you know, when I wrote a piece back in, I believe it was early July, maybe mid July, um, I talked about, you know, one of the ways that the that the team presidents and owners can do more than just say Black Lives Matter is by actions. And I thought a simple action was to provide a space where people can come and vote in person mm-hmm. and yet was large enough so that we were being socially distanced. Mm-hmm. And I'm really happy to see that the Dodger Stadium, you know, announced that it was doing it, you know, not too long ago. And now the entire NBA community is running around this ideal of saying, hey, listen, we have resources right at our disposal that can help alleviate a lot of pain and pressure, let's use it. And I'm just thrilled. Like I said, I'm just thrilled all week, man. It's it's just historic.
0: Yeah, and and look, there's a lot of work that goes into this. Chris Paul, we kind of shouted him out yesterday because you know he's the president of the Players Association and a lot of this falls on his shoulders. And he Mm -hmm. had a press conference earlier today, LZ, and here is what Chris Paul, NBA Players Association president, said about this coalition and all the work that's gone into this. What we're doing
2: right now in our league is huge, and I think for the young guys in our league to get a chance to see how guys are really coming together and speak and, and see real change, real action because guys are tired. Like, I mean, tired, and I'm saying when I say tired, we're not physically tired, we're just tired of seeing the same thing over and over again. Right? Um, uh, I was blessed and fortunate enough to, to talk to Jacob, um, uh, to, to talk to Jacob Blake's father, and um, he's a uh, Winston Salem State. Uh, uh, graduate and was in my hometown of Winston-Salem for a while and it's emotional. It's emotional, especially when you're a black man and you know that uh, when George Hill spoke, he talked about being a black man, he was hurt. He was hurt, we all hurt. We, we, we all tired of just seeing the same thing over and over again and everybody just expect us to be okay just because we get paid great money. You know, we're human, we have real, real feelings and I'm glad that we got the chance to get in the room together to talk with one another and not just cross paths and say, good luck in your game.
0: Yeah, so uh, look, a lot of work. And I would imagine they're pretty damn tired. Uh, But one thing that stood out from some of the reporting that's been done, and Mark Spears had this story, of course, of the undefeated, our friend here uh, at ESPN, uh, that Chris Paul was not happy about one thing in particular. And it was when they took a poll, uh, you know, they had guys kind of, take a poll of how many were actually registered to vote. And it turns out that of the 300 players or so that were in the room, um, only 20% – or actually there's less now because it's at the playoffs. So it was, uh, I guess, uh, about 200 or so players. And of those 200 or so players, only about 20% of them were registered to vote. And he lit them up. Um, he lit them up like he'd be an official with a bad call. You know what I'm saying? During a game. And he's right. And he says those numbers – and apparently Doc chimed in as well – and said that those numbers need to be, you know, 80 to 85 percent or above. Like, and I think that they apparently the the players' association and the league is now uh, making sure to get them registered to vote in time for the election in November, which is a good thing. But I I could just listen. <laughs> we've both been around Chris Paul before, and I could just imagine how furious he must have been, just visualizing that and trying to see how all that thing played out as he realized that only 20% of the players were actually registered to vote.
1: It was, for me, the most frustrating aspect to come out of all the reporting that happened over the last 40 hours with the NBA. It wasn't about what LeBron did or didn't do, or what Patrick Beverly said or didn't say, or Michelle Robb. None of that really moved me emotionally. But when I heard that maybe up to eighty percent, if not more, of the players weren't registered to yeah. vote, mm-hmm. I was absolutely furious. Yeah. Furious enough, and I'm not even BSing you, to go out for a run in the heat just to blow off some steam. Because you have to think about this. The NBA stopped sports again. Yes. Yes because of issues of social justice and police brutality and criminal justice reform. Mm-hmm. The NBA stopped it, starting with the players in Milwaukee and spreading across the league. Thoughts of leaving the bubble, stopping the postseason altogether, all stemming from the shooting that happened in Kenosha. And you mean to tell me these jokers aren't even registered to vote? i recognize that some people can be disenfranchised i get that i understand it you know i've been covering politics as it pertains to minorities for a long time i get it you feel like your vote doesn't count i get it but read the damn room man you got black lives matter and education reform and, and peace and all this stuff in the back of your jersey and then in
0: november you can't even participate in the voting process? Yeah, and it's so easy now, LZ. Like, literally, if I, if you open up, if you turn on your phone and you hit the browser, you can literally just type in the words how to register to vote, and the and the damn link pops up! <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not that hard. Like, you know, back in the day, you had to mail stuff, right? Like, you had to go somewhere. Yep. Like, now you can do the whole process of registering online.
1: It is embarrassing, man, it's embarrassing. And I tell you, I felt the exact same way four years ago when I learned that Colin Kaepernick didn't vote either.
0: yeah,
3: yeah.
1: And I'm like, hold up, dog, I get it, I get it. You don't think who's president matters, but there are so many other issues on the ballot. And And in the state of California at the time, there were actually initiatives, George, dealing specifically with criminal justice reform that colin kaepernick had eliminated himself from because he wasn't able to vote and here we are again talking about the league that stopped sports because of criminal justice reform and social equity stopped all the sports and when they go back to their respective cities or states if there are any issues dealing specifically with criminal justice reform or voting for a district attorney who may or may not be someone that you may want in office, you're not even eligible to do the simplest of things, which is to vote. Right, It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, agreed. So it it will get done, it looks like, in the bubble, which is a good thing. So uh, that will transpire, and Chris Paul had every right to be upset, for sure. Um, Games will return tomorrow. We will talk to Doris Burke, the queen, the goat, Doris Burke of ESPN. We love her. Everyone loves her. We will talk to her in about two and a half minutes or so, and also it is National Red Wine Day, as you heard us talk with Mason in Ireland. Uh, I got to get Doris's na- uh, you know red wine uh, expertise, and Ooh. I need to get what you know what you know what is the go-to red wine. We need to. I may be uh, clued in on some of this stuff, but I want the audience to get clued in on some of that. So we'll talk to Doris about that and a number of things in a second. We will get into the games this weekend with her, uh, including the Lakers game.
4: Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be.
0: Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Don't forget, Doris Burke going to join us here in a moment. But first, streaming September 4th, Disney's new movie Mulan, available (sighs) To Disney Plus subscribers who unlock their premiere access, uh, make sure you get on that. Uh, Disney is giving you the opportunity to watch it at home. A movie that was going to be in theaters in Mulan and one that everyone is waiting for with bated breath, like LZ is, I'm sure. I'm so excited. I'm so, so freaking excited. I love the
1: animated version. But this one, this Mulan looks as if she's like going to be decapitating dudes. Like the other one was kind of like. At <laughs> the cartoon version, of course, was like, right she, right. was right. she was just trying to, you know, just, you know, do the right things. She with Eddie Murphy. She was just trying to, you know, tell a story that girls can do it too. But now, this Mulan looks like she's angry and that she's going to, like, take out some people. She's not even hiding her ponytail. All the commercials I've seen, she's just flea-flowing hair. She wants you to know a woman just beat your ass. I love yeah. it.
0: Uh, I do. I love it too. I just want to see more and more and more of it. Uh, There are movies, by the way, that are going to the theater, like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure or whatever. Um,
1: (laughs) Whatever. That means you didn't like the first one.
0: It it was just okay. You know, it was just okay.
1: I'm sure you're right. The first two had a young Keanu Reeves in it, so I might have been distracted. This one, he's all bloated and stuff, so I'm sure I'll see the truth now. He does look strange, doesn't he? He's bloated, man. He, he is, you know. He, he, let put it this way. If there's a John Wick 4, he's going to get killed.
0: <laughs> well, hopefully his dog can save him this time instead of the other way around. You know what I'm Maybe. saying? So, spoiler Maybe. alert if you haven't seen the first three. Uh, but anyway, it is also National Red Wine Day at 5.30, LZ, one hour from now. You and I, I've got... 10 wine and food pairings that I will bestow upon the audience for National Red Wine Day. We will do that today because we're going to, we, this is what we're here for. We are not only here to provide a uh, service of discussing sports, but we're he- we're a family. We feel like the audience is a family. And because of that, I believe that we need to do them a solid and help them on National Red Wine Day. Maybe on their way home, they pick it up. You know, They stop at Vaughn's or Albertson's or Ralph's or whatever, pick up a nice bottle, one of the ones we mentioned with a pairing, make it for dinner, boom. Who hooks you up? Sedano and LZ. That's who hooks you up.
1: Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Do I need to grow a thicker mustache?
0: Um, Perhaps.
1: All right. I'll I'll think about that. National wine. Is there any red
0: wine you do not
1: like, George?
0: Is there any kind of wine I do not like? Like red wine specifically. I mean, I'm not a huge Merlot guy, as we discussed with the guys, um, but yeah, I, um, you know, I, I, I'm trying to think. Let me see. Uh, I like Pinot Noir. I like Cabernet. I like uh, I like some old old world wines, right? Like uh, Dylan Hernandez Ooh. was talking about yesterday, too. Okay. But yeah, it just it just depends, you know. I pretty much like everything. Uh, Merlot, even Merlot. Pinot. If that's all you got, I'll take it. Ooh, no, moscato no. I'm not doing moscato. I don't no, no, love no. I don't love the um the uh, sparkling wines all that what? much. No, that's like girly stuff, Laura, Sorry.
5: Well, I'm a girl, guys, in right. case well, you not Well, that is true. Not. Yes.
0: <laughs> but it's just not my cup of tea. Or a couple well, wine. Not tea, it's supposed to be wine. Yeah. a glass of wine.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> So. Yeah, I pretty much drink everything. He, if, if the if the, if a glass of gasoline had the right coloring, I could probably get two sips down before I realize what what's happening.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just not a bubble, you know, I I, I do okay with champagne occasionally, but I just uh yeah, the uh, the sparkling yeah, don't wine like the is not my thing. It's not my thing. Um yeah. But you know what? Uh, we were since we've been talking about National Red Wine Day, and you can ask we can ask mm-hmm. Doris this question. Since I was just asked about the sparkling wine, uh, one of my favorite people, um, not only to work with but just in general, is Doris Burke. She is the goat. She is the queen of the NBA, and she joins us now here on Sedano and LZ on 710 ESPN here in LA. Uh, DB, before we get into basketball, before we get into all the serious stuff, on National Red Wine Day today. What is Doris Burke going to partake in this evening at some point?
6: The great Dave O'Brien, of course, of ESPN and Red Sox Nation uh, has gotten me into Quintessa red wine. So oh. that would be my selection of the day. Okay. Oh,
1: uh, that sounds fancy. Anything that
6: starts with Q. Anything <laughs> <laughs> starts
1: with a letter Q. It just sounds fancy.
0: Yeah, I'm looking it up right now, just because I feel like I, I'm missing out on all of this. Um, how about sparkling wine, DB? Are you? Where are you on sparkling mm. wine? Not. A, I'm not a huge
6: fan. You don't love sparkling wine? Oh my goodness. I'll take it all. Cava, champagne, (laughs) Prosecco, you name it. Whatever form it comes in, I'm drinking
0: it. I love it. I love it. I love it. The great Doris Burke joining us here. Uh, All right, DB, uh, before we get into the basketball, because we'll have basketball back beginning tomorrow, um, and of course on Sunday as well, it's been a wild week down there in Orlando, and you're in the bubble. You're there. How would you best describe your feelings about what you've witnessed there these last couple of days?
6: Well, I can tell you that uh, the day the Milwaukee Bucks decided not to play their game, I had been in my hotel room prepping and uh, flipped on uh, what was to be um, the local Orlando station, because, as you know, if you're in a particular city, NBA TV is blacked out and uh, just absolutely riveted, riveted to the to my television because of this bold action taken by the Milwaukee Bucks. And, uh, you know, as, as the next day or two, you know, sort of unfolded, I think the one thing I thought, George, is just I was really, you know, I stood in awe of what these men are trying to do down here. And I can't pretend to know their frustration, right? I'm a white woman raised in the New York, New Jersey area. I've got no clue, you know. I've had my own, you know, battles over the course of my career regarding gender and equality and all of those things. But certainly, um, you know, I'm not I'm not staring down life threatening uh, situations. And so, <clears throat> I would just say awe. Oh, I've been in awe, and I know it's challenging on so many levels for these men in so many ways. And uh, but I'm also excited to get back to basketball, and I am thrilled that they decided to stay. Uh, and sort of continue their fight in a very public way. I don't know what's best. You know, George, one, one thing I did say though, uh, depending on if there's enough progress and if these athletes believe fully that, uh, they're going to get the kind of commitment they need. I have wondered if ever the leadership of the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball and the, uh, and the NHL, because the WNBA would be all in, you know this. But if they could get all of the major professional sports leagues leaderships together and decide what do we want, there would be real power in that. It's probably too hard an ask, but I am intrigued by the idea.
1: Well, Doris, we've had 11 franchises in California all come together to form one alliance. So you got to think, you know, half of that can't be too much harder than the 11 egos all fighting for the same media space. So your wish, your dream, I don't think it's too too much of a pipe dream to be quite honest with you. I do have some breaking news for you though, Doris. I know you're usually one that likes to break the news, but I just got a text from one Michelle Denise Beadle. And she wants you to know that your wine choice is perfection, and you're the smartest. That is a
6: direct quote. Uh, give uh, text beats back and tell her she's the best. I miss seeing her. Uh, I miss jumping in her car service when she's on the road. <laughs> but um, I'm glad. I'm glad she approves. That makes me quite happy.
1: Yes, yes, and it makes us happy that. Games are now returning and we have a couple of intriguing series Doris, that are tied to two that I think at the beginning of the postseason we didn't think would be at this stage and I'm talking Houston OKC and then obviously Dallas and uh, the Clippers uh, Of those two series which scenario situation you find more shocking.
6: Oh boy. Uh... Well, probably not Oklahoma City only because they've overachieved all year. And as long as they can keep those games close enough, uh, LZ, you know that they have that closing lineup, which I think now has fallen to second in terms of their ability to close games, but you're essentially closing with three point guards, all of whom who can, you know, can manipulate pick and rolls and and sort of create good shots. So I, I would probably say Dallas because I just, I didn't think um, I mean, I knew they could score, but I don't know. I, I guess I did not. I, I'm watching Luca be great and still questioning, can he sustain it? And at this point, I, I can't give you a rationale as to why I would be surprised he could sustain it. You know, i got to be honest with you. I find Luca to be uh, maybe the most compelling figure in basketball to watch right now. Um, many would say Giannis, because I, I did vote him Defensive Player of the Year and an MVP. Um, but I just, my eyes, I can't take my eyes off Luca. This guy is just the angles, the the misdirection, the shot making, uh, how he can touch the paint so consistently, which is how th- maybe the best offense all year has, has thrived. It's really built around his skill set, so...
0: DB, Doris Burke joining us here. The great Doris Burke on Sedano and LZ on 710 ESPN. Let me ask you about LeBron because it felt like during the time in the bubble and even that first playoff game, despite the historic stat line, it didn't feel like LeBron just yet. And we know about his regimen and what he spends on his body, but the timeline here is clearly a lot different. He was peaking in March and it felt like he was starting over as the bubble started here and and the restart happened but these last two games 30 points plus 10 assists plus close to 10 rebounds that to me is the LeBron James we've all come to expect what have you seen from him over the last several games that may have kind of jump-started him to being LeBron James again
6: yeah, I, I have to be honest with you. I mean, when they first arrived and through the seeding games, and and as you said, the early part of the series, you know, I I thought he lacked a little bit of aggression as a scorer. I, you know, trying to ramp his body back up after that layoff. We know how consistently he. He keeps himself prepared physically, mentally, but this is a unique challenge down here. I heard Johnny Green in an interview earlier today talking about, uh, sort of appreciating Paul George's sentiments because of how challenging this is. Uh, you know, the days off, uh, sort of watching your social media, all of these things. Like, guys, I'm, I'm in the second least restrictive environment, so I have a ton of freedom. Uh, comparatively speaking, and I still find these days a little bit of a grind. And now you add performance pressure and the monotony of what you're doing and sort of stepping outside of your comfort zone. You know, I think this is challenging for all of these players. I think eventually we, we knew LeBron would find his footing because when you prepare as he prepares, eventually that, that work comes to fruition. Um, but you know, they, I, I think it's interesting for them because you still wonder, You know, will they consistently make shots? You know, there's going to be a lot on KCP, a lot on Anthony Davis making threes to provide the necessary spacing. Um, So I'm curious to see, you know, how they progress, that's for sure.
1: Do you think fans understand or appreciate the mental health aspect of what this season is going to toll on the players? Like, I, I... I hear people focusing in on the number of games that are gonna be played and you know they shouldn't be too upset they're rich millionaires. But I'm also hearing from inside the bubble that this might be the hardest championship ever.
6: Do you think fans get yeah. that? I you know, I don't know that they can appreciate it and I'd be interested in both of your perspectives as you watch these games on television. Um, because I've I've wondered to myself how is the fan consuming this? How does it feel to a fan? I will tell you that I watch a lot of games in my room when I'm not working. And if the game is compelling and it's a possession ball game down the stretch, then I am just as riveted as I might be with a, with a full arena. Can you tell me? And I would say to you, they probably don't, and nor should we probably expect them to understand the challenges. I think they're the contemporaries, the coaches. Uh, anybody who's living here in the bubble will appreciate this, this LZ in terms of how hard it is. But can you just give me a sense of how you're consuming these games, what it feels like, how close to normal, or just just how you're sort of processing what you're seeing here?
1: Well, I, I would tell you personally um, that when Luca hit that three, the last thing that crossed my mind was, "Oh, too bad it's in an empty arena." So right. I yeah. treated it as if it was the real deal. Nothing was different, and it was electrifying. George,
0: you? Yeah, yeah. I, I felt the exact same way. To to you know your point and Doris's point. It's just that if the game is close, you can feel the intensity, right? Like the benches are more into it. Um, you know, I think that even the the few people that are in the building, right, like you can kind of hear them a little bit. And perhaps, Doris, that gets better as we get past the first round. Right. And the families are allegedly allowed perhaps in the building uh, in in a certain zone. Right. And there will be some cheering i guess going on if these if the families are allowed inside the arenas i i think that that will help a little bit it'll kind of make it feel a little aau right or maybe a little high school right um but i think that that would add some an element to it but i think overall like as just someone who observes television and of course who has been on these broadcasts i feel like us and tnt and the league has just done as good a job as you can do whether it's piping in the noise um, or the, and the music, and just trying their best to create as great an atmosphere as possible. I think there are times that, you know, if I'm just half paying attention because the game isn't super close yet, and the music is blaring as they're going to timeout and stuff, it does still trick you into it feeling the same. So, I think everyone's doing the best with their circumstances, but to your point and LZ's point, if it's crunch time, and there's five minutes to go, and it's a two or three possession game... I think people are are focused in on trying to win that basketball game, and you can see it because the intensity on the floor gets ramped up.
6: Yeah, and I just I've been really blown away by uh, you know the the quality of play here, and you know I've heard some interesting theories about some of the shot making. One of them is you know the one thing these guys could consistently do while, while they were sort of in you know, in the land that we're all living in at the, at the moment, um, which is, you know, you can get to a gym and you can get to a, you know, with a basket. and, And the one thing you can do consistently is shoot it. So, yeah, it's interesting. It's, it's been a fascinating thing. And I, I think I'm just so happy to be a part of it because it's an unusual circumstance, but also because I do think we're at a pivotal point in American history and, and I'm hopeful that, that progress comes and that these guys are a big part of of making change culturally so we'll see
0: yeah no question about it db we are of course always george George, i'm sorry go ahead i'm sorry i have one
1: more thing that i have to share There's a little bit more breaking news beads want you to know doris (laughs) it was actually chauncey's car service that she would jump in and uh, that's why you thought it was her car service <laughs> it was actually chauncey's car service and not hers.
6: she was jacking
0: billups's car service and then you all jacked his car service db
6: <laughs> she is the absolute best i miss her yeah
0: we all miss her there is no question about it so uh I db guys, thank
6: you for having me sincerely yes. and uh if you want to talk again I'd, I'd love to visit with you both
0: yes of course thank you so much for making time for us um Keep focused in there. You're kicking ass. Keep doing a great job. And now you have also gotten me uh, online to Quintessa's website to order a bottle of wine. So I appreciate that. Mrs. Sedano may eventually appreciate it once it's here, but maybe not so much when she sees the charge. But either way, it's going to work itself out. Thanks again. Be well. All right. Take care. There she is, the great Doris Burke, the GOAT, the Queen, LZ. Yes. She is the best.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely freakingly and I'm so glad that she's in the bubble. Yeah. Because she's just a, you know, she's a rock star, man. Like, I mean, and it's a bubble full of rock stars, but she just feels like the rockiest of the stars.
0: Yes. There's no doubt about that for sure. She is, she is the star of the stars. And I'm now going to buy this bottle of wine because it's got 95 <laughs> points on Wine Advocate. You, you got to buy something with 95 points. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. I mean, it's out of 100. You know what I mean? So it's, it's all right. <laughs> I mean, if Beetle wants to jump in and start talking wine, let's go. It is National Red Wine Day. You know what I mean? Does Mad Dog Twenty Twenty count as a wine? No. What is wrong with you? Like, why? Why is this? Why is this a thing today? Who put this on this poll today? By the way, <laughs> who suggested Mad Dog Twenty Twenty? Janice. I haven't had Mad Dog Twenty Twenty since I was sixteen. I mean, twenty-one years old. Okay. I'm Actually, sure
1: it was Janice. It was Actually, either Janice or me—I can't remember.
0: The first time I had Mad Dog 2020 was at a quinceanera. Yeah. How about that? Wait, In a parking me, lot. Was it, please tell me you weren't the guest. Of course, I was a guest. I wasn't going to have be able to drink out booze at a quinceanera when I was 15 years old. So, me and my buddies got somebody. I, we paid. We gave some dude an extra 10 bucks, and he bought us the booze at the convenience store.
1: I was just making sure that it wasn't like your sister's, and you were just getting
0: hammered at her. No, no, it was, like a, it was like someone who, it was when I was in high school. Laura, say what you just said. Go ahead. Tell, tell LZ.
5: I said, Latinos just know how to get it, man.
0: We just got to do it. Just got to do it, man. <laughs> we start
5: gotta, early. Yeah. I'm not proud of that, but we yeah. start early.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I learned literally- to drink scotch with an old girlfriend of mine's uh, uncles. I was like 18 years old, and mm-hmm. they were just like, this will put air in your chest there, Sonny.
1: <laughs> well, I'm just going to let you know that uh, in the African-American community, Ah, uh, being proactive in destroying our liver uh, is also important to us. <laughs> so, so the mad dog, the Cisco, the the you know wild Irish Rose, the yeah. Mickey's,
0: the slits. Okay, which one of those was the worst? Which of the which one of those the worst? Because I would <sighs> vote Cisco. Oh
1: man, I'm going to go with Mickey's. That little malt liquor in the little small green bottle. You know.
0: Yeah, Greg. Yeah, Mickey's Old English was the word. But if you're going Mickey's, that's a malt liquor. That's not a small bottle. I don't know if you got some tiny Mickey's bottles. Well, they were small little bottles, though, I felt like. Yeah, they were like green small bottles. No, Mickey's? No, Mickey's was a 40. No, you could get the small little rounder bottles looking. Oh, I've never had those. Whenever
3: I had Mickey's, it was always It was a 40. It was hey, a Greg, I was going for the full thing. 40 in the classroom. What's wrong? Yeah, I mean what's wrong with it? Yeah. In your I mean, backpack?
4: Loves, I mean, I'm not seeing the issue. Everybody knows
1: that. And why do you have mad dog twenty twenty question mark on the
0: text <laughs> exchange? I don't know. I don't even know what that is. Oh my
1: Oh hell. What are we doing here? Wait, George? Greg,
0: you don't know what mad dog twenty twenty is? I have zero idea what you're talking about.
1: What the hell is going on here? George Sodano, I blame Just
4: you. Just Cruz Russo for president? I don't understand. You've-
1: You've known Greg <laughs> since what? He was an intern or something?
0: I, I was an Greg. intern. I've known Greg for 15 years. This is your fault, Sedano. This isn't his. My fault. It's Karen's fault, too. She worked with him. It is Karen's
1: fault. Uh, yeah. I know what it is. I'm just laughing. He doesn't. My brother gave it to me when I was like
0: 15, perhaps. There you go. Which Be- yeah. yeah. one of those you have a good brother. That's we- why. I because have you're lots a good... of brothers. Karen, which one of those is the worst out of all those? Mickey, Cisco, Mad Dog 2020. Which is the worst one?
7: I I had a bad experience with Mickey, so we. If I would prefer, if you never prop Mickey's up again, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yes.
0: Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Eight seven 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 <laughs> ten ESPN. Which is the worst? Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Laura, which is the worst? Before we go to traffic. Four Locos. Four locos. Yeah. What yeah. is that? That I'm not. What? <laughs> <How> <laughs> do you, you don't even know I four locos? What do you? What? See? Come on now. Come on, George. I you, Greg. Greg, I with you. <laughs> no, no. I don't know for Is that, that has to be like a California thing. I don't think so. I, when did I that stuff come is. out? Oh, no, but it came out in 2005. I mean, that's not, Yeah, I mean, come on. She's young. I'm, I'm 32, man. I know, but I'm old. You know what I mean? Like 2005, I was, you know, popping bottles. <laughs> Sorry. I was yeah. popping that bottle. Yeah, well, exactly. that can. All right. All right. Well, we'll include four locals. <laughs> but speaking of locals, you have four locals right here. And we had a fifth with Karen K. Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Thanks to Doris Burke for joining us there. If you missed any part of uh, that interview, you can always go back and listen on the Sedano and LZ podcast on the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you find your podcasts. So, LZ, the NBA is back, and the games begin tomorrow. So, tomorrow, we will have the Magic and Bucks at 12.30 Pacific, the Thunder and Rockets at 3.30 Pacific, and the Lakers and Trailblazers at 6 Pacific. Our pregame coverage here on the station for Lakers and Blazers begins at 4 o'clock. And then on Sunday, el domingo, 10 a.m. I love me some 10 a.m. hoops. That is the one part of this thing that I'm really enjoying. Uh, Celtics-Raptors, game one of the second round. Clippers and Mavericks at 1230. And nuggets Jazz at uh, 530. I'm a little surprised that Clippers-Mavericks is not the later game. Uh, I would have uh, thought that would have been the later game, right? Yeah. The more star-studded. Well, apparently ESPN and TNT, I guess they get their picks uh, of what to run. And uh, TNT has the last game, so ESPN probably had the first pick, so they wanted probably Clippers-Mavs. That's probably how it worked out. Oh, if I had to guess.
1: I, 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 dude, I have to tell you this real quick. Yeah. I just flipped over to MTV because they were showing the 2000 MTV Movie Awards. Yeah. And and a Beyonce from 20 years ago just popped up on screen, and for a hot second I thought I was straight. <laughs> snapback power i was just like who the hell is that and i was like oh my god that was beyonce yeah 20 years ago yeah 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 Damn. yeah all right anyway let yeah me, let me get back to espn before things get crazy
4: Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that
0: expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Exactly. Uh, and yes. then uh, one more thing. Uh, you you had said you texted, you texted with Michelle Beadle during that conversation we were having with Doris, uh, to which I found out for the first time that Michelle D. Beadle stood for Denise.
1: Yes. Yes. Every now and then, if you get enough alcohol in, you can call her Delicious instead of Denise. But generally yeah. speaking, Denise is the
0: middle name. I just shot her a text that said, hi, Denise. So I'm, uh, I'm waiting <laughs> to see uh, what, what, what comes from that. So, it, was, uh, it was nice knowing you. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure
1: she's sending the hitman over as we speak
0: to yeah. take you out. I, si- right I, did resp- I did send a second test. I always wondered what Michelle D. Beatles stood for. You, <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, yeah, you know. so there you have it. Uh, all right, that's what you need to know. We have been, somehow we stumbled upon the worst alcohol you've ever had. It is National Red Wine Day, <laughs> which is not a bad alcohol. Clearly, we we appreciate mm-hmm. red wine around here. So uh, we will have that for you in just a moment. Uh, we will continue talking about red wine. We'll have a fun red wine and food pairing for everyone on National Red Wine Day at 5.30. We're going to do that. Clinton Yates is going to join us in 15 minutes, so we'll chat with him as well. Um, so before that, LZ,
3: mm-hmm. I
0: wanted to... Mentioned that it is Jackie Robinson Day. Major League Baseball, because of the schedule obviously being a lot different, has uh, chosen to honor Jackie Robinson Day today, and we have an essay done by Mookie Betts of your Los Angeles Dodgers. And I thought it's only a minute long. I will get to the calls on your worst, uh, you know, liquor experience in a second, and uh, you know whether it's Four Locos or Mickey's Beer or Mad Dog. But I thought it was important on Jackie Robinson Day that we hear from mookie bets so here's the mookie bets essay for jackie robinson day the most luxurious possession the richest treasure anybody has is his personal
7: dignity if i had a room jammed with trophies awards and citations and a child of mine came into the room and asked what i had done in defense of those fighting and i had to tell that child i had kept quiet that i had been timid I will have to mark myself a total failure in the whole business of living. I cannot say I haven't made while our country drives full speed ahead to a deeper rift between men and women of varying colors, speeds along a course towards more and more racism. Life is not a spectator sport. If you're going to spend your whole life in the grandstand just watching what goes on, in my opinion, you're wasting your life. Until every child can have an equal opportunity in youth and manhood. Until hunger is not only immoral, but illegal. Until hatred is recognized as a disease, a scourge, an epidemic, and treated as such. Until racism and sexism are conquered. Until that day, Jackie Robinson and no one else can say he has it made. There's not an American in this country free until every one of us is free.
0: That was awesome. Yeah, it was. Really, that really was. awesome. That was Mookie so. Mookie awesome. did
1: a fantastic job. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely fantastic job.
0: So we will. Uh, we're going to run that a couple times during the show today. Uh, we'll have some. Fun, we'll have some fun as well, obviously. Uh, but I thought it was very important to have that essay that Mookie created, uh, and uh, the Dodgers put together, helped put together for him as well from a production standpoint. So that's pretty awesome stuff. Uh, yeah, all right. I'm I'll really see. happy
1: that the uh, I'm really happy that Major League Baseball decided to continue the tradition of honoring Jack and Robinson. Yeah, of game. course
0: they had to. Yeah, of course. Made all the sense in the world. Um, all right, let's go to the phones because we have people that want to weigh in on this worst alcohol they've ever had debate. Um, and uh, Carrie is in San Diego. Hello,
6: Carrie. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. So the worst alcohol, I've had the Mad Dog 2020. I'll have to say Thunderbird. Ooh, girl. Oh, girl. Thunderbird
4: Ow. and oh. Everclear. 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 Good Lord.
1: Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Why do you just drink Lysol? Would it yeah, be easier? Exactly. I grew up in <laughs>
6: Texas. I'm a tex Max and I lived in San Diego for 30 years, and that was, the, that was the first thing that came to mind was Thunderbird. We would have drive-store liquors. You would drive up, and you can get whatever you want. Seventeen, sixteen, they never carted you. You can buy anything.
1: Oh my gosh. Good. Which Lord. which county in this in Texas? Just
0: in
6: case. This, this was El Paso County, your other oh. favorite place.
0: Oh okay. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. There yeah. you go. There you go. <laughs> well, Carrie yeah. Well I'm glad
6: you're here. Yeah. Glad Ta-
0: you're we gla- yeah, we are glad oh, you made it through that era. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because yeah. the
1: two alcohols you just said. Could have killed a horse, so I'm glad <laughs> made it.
6: But I do remember, I'll never forget Prince when uh, Purple Rain rolled out. Uh, then the Mickeys in the, the big green. Yeah. Cut those bottles, yep. We would sneak those into the theater and Prince all day.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure, yep. Carrie. Thank, thank you so much.
6: Stay healthy and stay right. safe, okay? Thank you. Thank you. All right.
0: Take care. Bye now. All right, let's go to Dennis in Hacienda Heights. Hello, Dennis. Yo, what up, what up? Oh, okay, what
5: up? so the worst, the worst, it, it has to be the Four loco. It was an energy drink with malt liquor, essentially. <laughs> they banned it years ago and had to get it to a lower, like, mm-hmm. level of alcohol. Laura. And then uh, just, and then just uh, uh, a red wine take. Uh, there is a winery called Wilson Creek. I don't know if you ever heard of it, if you have. Get the bourbon barrel Zinfandel and the Petit Syrah. Great, spicy, toasty, mm, amazing. And okay. then one one suggestion with the whole NBA thing. Um, I think what happened was is that we got NBA back to back to back to back just basketball games. I thought there was going to be some type of programming in the middle of games where we would focus and dedicate to like Black Lives Matter and something like that, but there hasn't been that at all. So I feel like there needs to be, like, a day off where we're just dedicated to that, listening to different experiences or maybe some activities that the players can do,
0: something. So that way, you know, we, we're not just always focused on basketball. That makes sense, and and thank you for the call, Dennis. Stay healthy, stay safe. We appreciate it, but that that does make sense. By the way, speaking of uh, Four Loco LZ, I'm looking this up here. I'm... Uh uh-huh so they had uh, as Dennis mentioned, four different alcohol by volumes they had six percent ten percent twelve percent fourteen percent with an as an energy drink that is ridiculous um with the
1: energy drink
0: is the kicker right six hundred and sixty calories. calories for one can George
1: George, yeah, we don't call calories once we decide to start drinking, bro. <laughs> Once we start, to, once we've made this Thank decision, brioche is going to poison our bodies. We okay. don't count calories. Okay. Just I'm go just for saying. it.
0: I'm just saying. That's did a Did either Did either of you ever take the the Steel Reserve challenge? No.
1: Go no, on. Yet. Did you? Tr- you, <laughs> <have> you? <laughs> oh yeah,
0: I did. You, no, I did not finish the Steel Reserve challenge. T- trying to drink two forties of Steel Reserve, and it's almost impossible because it's like nine percent alcohol in those <laughs> things. They are ridiculous. You ever have Steel Reserve? No, I have. Yes, it's not great. They're terrible. It's not great. Absolutely it's awesome. terrible. So you got to just yeah. get through it. Yeah, it's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Have uh, you guys
5: done the Thunder Challenge?
0: The Thunder Challenge. Yeah. Thunder Challenge. Yeah. Have so, you talked to my ex or something? No. <laughs> the Thunder Challenge.
5: <laughs> no. So it's a song. You you have to drink until the, it says Thunder, and sometimes it's really quick, and then sometimes it's like a minute. Like long. the ac song. Uh, I think so. I don't know. My friend, yeah. we we were kind of. Gone when we did it But yeah man It was bad <laughs> I would not recommend Anyone doing that Oh yeah
0: Because there's parts In that song Where they go forever Before yeah. they say thunder again And then there are parts That they say, they yeah. say it Very quickly yes. It is that
5: one And yeah. it's that one Yeah my friend Della got That one or caught. the
0: Imagine Dragons one
5: No it's the ACD Yeah my friend uh, got ACDC, caught yeah. My friend got caught It was like a minute And he just kept drinking I'm like man you're oh a champ Because I can't do that <laughs>
1: yeah. Good lord hilarious. What kind of friends just Do you so, have just so you guys The drinking know, kind Clearly um, our listeners are way classier than we are. We yeah. have a poll up on the ESPN LA uh, Twitter. Yeah, uh, It's National Red Wine Day. What's your favorite red wine? The choices are Cab, Merlot, Malbec, and Mad Dog. And Cabernet Sauvignons are leading at 43%. Thank you. Second Thank place you. is Merlot. Third place is Mad Dog. Proving my point that Malbec is pure trash. <laughs>
0: All right, let's go to you in Simi Valley. What's up? You? You only read the Bible? The name is Job. Oh, well, that's... What <laughs> I, well, first of all...
5: Where you get the I, I did that. I did first that. First of all... For, I put it in first,
0: for, Calm first down. Of all, first of all, Job...
5: He said we're going to hell.
0: <laughs> okay. We, well, we're going to hell anyway, so that's not really the issue. But Laura, in parentheses, wrote it that way, so that's why uh, I said it that way. Well, then put, we'll put the blame on her then. Okay. All right. It's okay. She can handle it. She's
5: a tough girl. I got it. Yeah, that's right. She was nice, though. She's
1: very nice. She is the best. She is very nice.
5: The one that hasn't been named was actually my nickname in high school because after class, we'd have that time in between. And before football practice, it goes started out, and I drank it so much, the nickname was Night Train.
0: Oh, yeah. I don't
5: know if any of you guys had the Night Train. Yeah, well, I think you have to be of a certain age, I feel like.
0: Yeah, you have to be of a certain age to have had that, um, but that is that is true. Um, thank you, Job, for the call. We appreciate it. Stay healthy and stay safe. Uh, Richard Perretta, uh tweets us, and he says, LZ, how about the Century Challenge? 100 shots of beer on the minute, every minute for 100 minutes. That's just absurd.
1: No, that's called death.
0: Yeah. I'm not really Who trying does to go that? Like that. What's wrong with you people?
2: Yeah, I mean, for the
1: uh, love of
0: God. Uh no. Paul is next. Paul, what's up? What's
5: up? Okay, PC from Placentia. I just wanted to say I thought this was between Mickey's and Mad Dog, so I had to go with Mickey's. I've seen more friends put it out at the end of the night for Mickey's than anything. And, yes, they do come in those little bottles called grenades. Yeah. That's what we call them. Yeah, in the 22s. And done the Century Club, all my fire has been taken, even even after a uh,
3: former bartender – One drink we left out altogether, not sure how this happened, coming from L.A., is Old English. Oh, yeah. Greg mentioned it during the
0: break. We haven't talked about it on the air, but, yeah, Old English is terrible. So that's a destroyer. And, yeah, peace out, guys. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, How about Colt 45? Billy D. Williams made me try that once. Colt 45? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: I mostly remember the commercials, though.
0: Yeah, Billy was the anything. best in those commercials. Yeah.
1: I'm a little concerned, uh, George, about our friend Dave Gaudillo. I think Del Gaudillo. I think. Yeah. Is that yeah. how you pronounce it? I'm not yeah. sure. Anyway, he sent us pictures on Instagram of Thunderbird. Okay. And they look recent, which is why <laughs> I'm concerned. I'm hoping this isn't his kitchen. I'm hoping this is like just some screen grab from like, you know, Google search and that he doesn't actually have Night Train and uh, Thunderbird in the house
0: currently. Oh, I'm looking at it here. Yeah, he sent it to us on Instagram. Um, Dave Delgadillo. Yes, he sent it to us. Oh, man, yeah, there is uh, – that Thunderbird does look – the Thunderbird doesn't look so recent, but the uh, the Night Train looks fairly recent. Night
1: Train yes. looks like it's sitting right on the kitchen counter right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah, a word. yeah, yeah. Dave, please tell us you're not drinking a- that. Now.
1: Actually, it looks like it's a hotel room. Oh well, then Dave, do your thing, bro.
4: Do
1: your thing. <laughs> I need to interrupt, dog. I was just letting you know I saw what you was tweeting.
0: Oh, it's funny. Uh, let me go to Jason and Downey. My where my favorite Cuban restaurant and bakery is Tropicana.
6: Funny story. I got to pick up uh, pastries for work,
3: so I'm actually going to go there right after. Nice, nice. Pizza. Well,
0: tell if Mel is there or Mel Jr. Tell them I say hello. You got it. So I was about to get on Bergman for not knowing.
6: With the grenades were, but then he brought up the beer that I hate, which made me a man, which is the Steel Reserve 211. And you, uh, the games that they're talking about, um, I'm not sure if you guys ever heard of Edward uh, 40
5: hands, where you basically, you, you wrap the 40s around your hand with tape, and you basically can't cut them off until you finish. So if you're kind of a slow drinker, those, I would say maybe like half of the bottle, is just tastes like pee. <laughs>
0: So, those were the days. Yeah, that sounds pretty awful, but I'm sure they were the days. I was
1: like, how was
0: that fun? (laughs) 877-710-ESPN. Clint Yates will join us in just a moment. We'll ask him about his uh, awful alcohol experience, Uh, but we will talk some basketball with him because the NBA is back. And, again, the Lakers and Blazers tomorrow. Coverage begins at 4 o'clock on this very station. So, make sure you tune in to that. Uh, So, LeBron apparently ruffled some feathers and we'll touch on that in the next hour, or this, excuse me, this hour as well. But Clint Yates stops by. We talk Lakers, Blazers, Clippers, Mavs, and bad booze next. Oh, but first, I forgot they had to play the music to remind me. My girl KK. Okay, you talk about bad booze. How could you guys not bring up Boone's Farm? Like big. Oh yes,
5: yes. So, Tickle Pink. That was. I thought I was like uppity drinking Tickle
1: Pink. Oh, good Lord. Boone's Farm. That's awful. It's like $1.99. You could still buy it, I believe, at Big Lots.
3: (laughs) Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing, and creative